don't know what in the hell the government is up to, but I don't trust them sons of bitches. Now what exactly is the Boogaloo? You better get ready. A common libertarian meme to reference the overthrowing of the government with armed revolution. It's Boogaloo time. None of us want violence, although we can be violent men. What exactly is the purpose of the Boogaloo? And it basically breaks down to this. Come for our rights, we're gonna come for you. Soon, the Boogaloo will be upon us, and only the strong will survive. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. Scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Simon. And I am Harrison. <laughs> um, Harrison, you know, looking at your hair, did you cut yeah. it yourself? I have Did you give yourself a trim? No, I haven't cut it. That's looking pretty I'm sleek. Not, I'm never cutting it again. Are you never cutting your hair? No, I'm going to do, I'm trying to, I want to do that thing where it gets long enough where it can just all go back. Were like, you trying to do a comb over? Yeah. Like all the way. <laughs> Not that it would matter with my hairline, but just that's what I want to do. I want to be the guy that, whose hair just is like brushes a, it, Like an 80s villain. Yes. Like, like a villain an 80s, 80s movie. villain. Or like, a, you know, the, the like heroin addicted kid who helps you with the robbery who ends up getting shot. Oh, that, I can see that. I th I'm yeah, thinking that's... more like the dude in RoboCop who is in charge of the whole RoboCop project. Remember that guy? And he gets, he had got a couple oh, the of whores corporate in guy? his house. Yeah, 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 the corporate guy. Well, yeah, the, the corporate guy. And he did a bunch of coke yeah. and he got a couple of whores yeah. in his house. Next thing you know, they yeah. like send in 209 and blow him up. Yes. Yeah, I, I picture that. I forget that actor's name, but I could see you pulling off that hair. That's that's what I'm... The uh, reason I'm asking is the... Uh, I don't know if you can see my Jufro that's going on right now, but it's untamed. Mm -hmm. It's out of control. And yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely disrupting my OCD. And so I, uh, the other day we're in this Zoom meeting and this, this guy, he's a producer that works in Atlanta, was just like, D, what's going on with your hair, man? You're looking shagalicious. And I was like, what? What do you even mean by that, shagalicious? I think he meant like my hair is shaggy, but then the way he said it is shagalicious just was like, that's just, and everybody thought it was a weird thing to say. That's, Yeah. It's weird. Cringe. It's mad cringe. It's very cringy. But then I was thinking like, God, maybe my hair is getting out of control. So I contacted my, uh, my hair cutter, uh, Jessica, and I was like, hey, you know, can we do like a back alley haircut or something? Like, you know, like they did that with abortions for years. So I was they thinking, did. yeah, I was thinking yeah. maybe I'll just do a back alley haircut. And she was like, I don't know. It's too risky. I'll like lose my license if I get caught. Like, how they would you get licenses? caught? Yeah, they got style. They have to go to school, get a beauty license. I know you have to go to school. I didn't know you needed a fucking license. Yeah, you got to yeah. renew it every year, too. And then yeah. it's like sanitate. That's the one thing about stylists. Mm. You know, they have to take all the sanitation, like, classes and courses and, and meet certain criteria. You'd think they would probably be the safest people to, uh, to open up. Why would he even bring that up? He knows that n nobody can get haircuts. Yeah, that's what, what I fuck? thought too. Well, no, because he he uh, cut his own hair, and so he's like, "Yeah, look at the fade I gave myself. I got a mirror, so I could do it." And I was just like, 
Fuck you, prick. Mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking buzz my hair myself. Mm. I'm just gonna let this Jufro go. I asked her when she thinks she might open back up. She said probably not till like July. That's gonna be months of hair growth for me. I'll, I'll post I, it on I, I the say, I'm actually, page. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually on this. I find myself in the weird position of being on the side of the people protesting, wanting to reopen. <laughs> of reopen everything? Yeah. Like bars, tattoo yeah. shops, everything. Yep. yep. Like, would you be cool if they reopened it tomorrow? I'm not down with this quarantine, D. <laughs> you know? They're, it's like they want to call the manager on you because you're not outside wearing your mask. It's not a quarantine. It's a quarantine. I think I'm the, not just saying that because I bought the domain quarantine.com. Right. <laughs> Is this a plug, a shameless plug it's for a, your, uh, your empty domain? <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to buy it. <laughs> quarantine shirts coming very soon in coffee yes, cups. That's right. Um, yeah, the thing is with me, what bothers me is it's just annoying that they close early. Like, that's one of the benefits of living in a city is that you can go to a fucking grocery store at 2 a.m. and go grocery yeah. shopping. You know what's funny? If, if I killed myself now, I would actually go to City Hall and then blow my brains out, like, right in front of it. And say it's a, it protesting the quarantine. But you'd protest the, the quarantine. But it, it wouldn't be. I would just be killing myself because <laughs> I, I hate myself and want to die. <laughs> just to cause like chaos. Just but would you be latching onto the, the cause? Like just to. No, I don't, I don't really. People, I would just, it would really just be to shit. fuck shit up. Just, I just want to like, fucking shit up. You know? I just I'm want a, shit I'm to open. prankster. I'm just, I want shit to open for my own convenience. I'm just fucking sick of having to be inconvenienced by like, oh, I got to go out before six to go to Petco. Yeah. Bullshit. Although Why would that uh, Fruity Pebbles guy not eat Count Chocula on the subway? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That you guy, know, though, like that guy thing. should be closed up. I think right. that guy should be closed up and shut in a hole in the ground. People that uh, mm. don't know what we're talking about, you're going to have to listen to uh, the Patreon outtakes mm. where we talk about the guy that spilt Fruit Loops all over the subway in New York awful person that guy seriously that yeah. guy deserves it's a special seat in hell for that man and i hope he gets closed down anyway so harrison if you're so supportive of things opening up are you part of the boogaloo movement is that your thing now are you a boogaloo boy yeah that's my thing now <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you, you seem to forget that like some guy emailed me remember and it's like how dare you say this about libertarianism let me write oh, a treatise. Oh, that guy. <laughs> it's a yeah, diatribe yeah. is what you got. Yeah. Because, no, I, I, I am of the opinion, I do like the social safety net. My mother was on welfare, and I, I've been on disability. On, I love it. You know, it, it, really, you can't all, you know, you got feast and famine, and you need something to take care of you during the famine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I that's mean, how it works. My fucking God. And I also, if you make less than $500,000... And you vote fiscally conservative, you're a rube, a sap, a moon-faced simpleton, in my opinion. That is quite true, because they don't care yeah. about you if you make under 500K. Right. Yeah. Um, so. The reason I was mentioning the boogaloo is uh, because that's kind of like a new term. It's like a burgeoning anti-government movement that uh, has mm -hmm. kind of been catching momentum uh, these days with uh, the, the lockdown and the public health restrictions. Yes. And so... I heard the term, I think, just by, I think just someone on Facebook, looking at Facebook posts, and I was like, 
I thought they, I seriously thought they were talking about the breakdancing to Electric Boogaloo, which I guess they well, kind they, of are. They are, yeah. But they I, always are. It's the internet. Yeah, know? but why? What? I just don't understand the nexus with that movie and this movement of alt-right incels. I guess the thing is the movie is it's like it's a remake of the first one. Is it? More than a sequel. That's what the thing I read said. I, I don't re- I So long ago I saw it that I don't even, like, who's even seen the first one? Well, I've seen, I watched the first one not that long ago, actually. Really? Uh, it's a well, great movie. <laughs> but which, you know what the electric, I don't even know. Okay. Electric Boogaloo, well, the first one had Van Damme in it doing this little kind of a breakdance scene at Venice Beach. It's great. Um, but the second one, I think it's like, yeah, because I think the first one, they're going to lose their dance studio or something to some corporate guys. And so they did break dancing to come back and take it back. But the second one, I think it's like, we're going to lose the orphanage. And so that's why they were doing a break dancing competition to save the orphanage, I think. Is it, was a, it was a community center, I believe. A community center, not an orphanage. Yeah. That's what it was. A community center that they all like would play pickup mm-hmm. basketball games at or something. Yep. Um, But apparently this uh, term has been co-opted and repurposed uh, to, to, um, I guess, yeah, define an anti-government movement that advocates for an uprising targeting liberal political opponents and law enforcement. However, I think the term boogaloo has sort of been misconstrued by the media to, 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 to be defined as like, this is a second civil war that uh, that we're going to take to target neo to target liberals and liberal politicians and law enforcement. Whereas I feel like other people are saying it's more of like a libertarian type of "don't tread on me." Like our rights are being trampled on, and the boogaloo is a way for us to stand up to the government and say we want to open our hair salons and bars. It's so confusing. I got to say, it's like, I mean, like anything on the internet, it's like you research it and it's like how. Are they being, I don't know, it, like, is this, are they being serious? There's like, you know, a woman yelling at a cat looking at vegetables in your manifesto, and it's it's hard to tell what's real nowadays, you know what I mean? It's also hard to tell if it's joking or ironic or what exactly mm. it is, or if these guys really are stockpiling weapons to take over the government. I mean, they definitely have weapons, because I was oh, looking yeah. at their Facebook page. A lot of it's just like weapon porn, you know? Well, I think that's the thing. It's like they have all these mm. like semi-automatic, uh, you know, rifles and high-powered um, weapons that are just sitting you know? at home. Yeah, like but like Batman villain. They clean them and they cock them and they call podcasts and try to threaten the hosts. But they do that. But then this is an opportunity for them to actually take these weapons outside of their mother's basement, put on a mm-hmm. Hawaiian shirt, and stand in front of a Michigan courthouse and try to look menacing. Right. You know. And I think that's that's part of the movement. The question is. How serious is it? Yeah. Like, are these guys really gearing up for civil war? Because it didn't work. Civil war didn't exactly work out too well for them last time. Well, it's weird because it's like I now they're in this unique position because of the quarantine. So it's like I'm in the position of actually agreeing with, you know, the reopener people. And I also am against no knock uh, fucking police raids. Well, that that's another. Because that just seems thing, like yeah. a license to fucking murder. That just seems like it's like, oh, go execute this person. Well, um, so I'm against that. But I yeah. mean, I don't. I'm. I always like when people are like, oh, the tyranny. 
you know the tyrannical like I'm, like this this whole country is founded on that and it's dumb it's like you know it's like we fucking crippled two entire continents of people and then it's like we're they're making us pay too much for tea uh, it's tyranny it's too much the tea's too expensive meanwhile it's like everybody's dead is smallpox and you got slaves and shit and it's like i, I don't know it just seems to ignore a lot of this stuff like the only reason we have it's like choose your evils here okay yeah the only reason yeah. we have gun control in california is because of the black panthers not because you know what i mean yeah so and stuff I mean, like that gets ignored but I think that's also part of the boogaloo is they feel like widespread gun confiscation, tyrannical left-wing government trying to control us. And I think right. a lot of this has become evident definitely during the past couple months when people are saying, like, you have to stay in your house and nothing can be opened. And people are, are worried that, like, you know, small business owners are going to lose their livelihoods. So at this point, you know, they're... Yeah, putting on their Hawaiian shirts and getting their guns and they're ready to, uh, to talk about the boogaloo. And uh, apparently, Boogaloo extremists, and this is part of the problem with the movement. And we're going to talk. I'm so to tired of the liberal agenda of the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was wondering if they're all like hardcore Trumpers, but they're not. Not all yeah. of the Boogaloo people. A lot of them are. But I think that's right. part of the problem. And we're going to talk to a guy who's like, he's not really a spokesperson, but he's definitely someone who's very involved in the movement in a bit. And that's the thing. It's like you have this movement of people. Where some of them are like, you know, I just want my my salon, my barbershop to open back up. Whereas others are like, I want a full out race war. And it's like all these people are in the same movement. So there's a few bad apples there. They're going to spoil it for everyone. So when they say that they're being you know, portrayed um, you know, negatively in the media, it's like, well, that's because you have Nazis wearing like Pepe the Frog patches with boogaloo signs on it, showing up with machine guns, screaming about a race war. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, like, my whole plan is uh, once this race war happens, there's a big hole in the desert. And me and some 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 uh, chums of mine, we're going to go out there and we're going to find that hole and we're just going to wait it out. Just hide in the hole? Yeah, we're going to come out at the end and then rule the world. (laughs) That's right. That's That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I see that working. But these uh, Boogaloo extremists... Have you social media to like share instructions for explosives, 3D printed firearms, distribute illegal firearm modifications. It's all sorts of things going on on Facebook, Instagram. They're using all sorts of code words. Um, Boogaloo is often associated with an apocalyptic, apocalyptic and racist uh, term like a race war. And do you know this one? D-O-T-R. Do you know what that is? <clears throat> Your day of the rope. That's what it is. Day of the rope. It's a it's white from power the fantasy. Turner diaries, I think. Okay, that's that's where that comes from. That's like the whole, you know, Ruby Ridge, Timothy McVeigh, fucking uh, shit. All so that people. comes from, uh, yeah, 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 day of the rope. So while many still use this meme jokingly, an increasing number of people have been employing the phrase to incite an apocalyptic confrontation with law enforcement and government officials, or to provoke ethnic warfare. Warfare. So there's a lot of like, you know. It, it, the, the definition of boogaloo is pretty vague. No one really quite knows what it means and who's a part of it, how organized this group is. But, you know, recently you see that, uh, like in West Odessa, Texas, this last week, you know, a bunch of boogaloo boys showed up with, with, with weaponry standing in front mm. of a bar, uh, right. you know, saying, uh, you know, protecting the bar from law enforcement. So, 
We were supposed to interview that guy as well. Yeah, that, right? you know, I tried to get two, uh, yeah. an interview with two Boogaloo boys just by hitting them up on Facebook. I think he was busy driving a uh, box truck into a federal building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Filled with fertilizer bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. But the other guy, yeah. thankfully, was at home and willing to yeah. talk to us. Uh, his name is Oldman, and he is the uh, admin of uh, the Big Igloo Boys Facebook page, which, from what I can tell, is probably the largest of the Facebook pages. It's got like 30,000 mm-hmm. members on it. And, uh, yeah, he was willing to chat with us about the Boogaloo movement and, and his definition of it. Oldman, thanks for being on the show with uh, Dean Harrison here. How's it going? Yeah, not, not, not a problem at all. Hey, man. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I'm interested in learning more about the Boogaloo movement. Uh, it's a relatively new term for me. Um, sure. Can, can you explain it? What, what does Boogaloo mean? Um, I think it means different things to different people. For us, we kind of try to pe- or preach that it's not a it's not a one time event. It's more of a philosophy. Okay. Um, a lot of people associate it with the Second Amendment. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's got uh, racist connotations with it. We are basically or, um, supporters of individual liberty for everybody. Um, for us, it's more all encompassing, basically natural rights for everybody. So is it a, is it a libertarian movement? Um, I I would say it aligns itself more with the libertarians. There are of course, fringe people within the movement as there are in any movement. Um, when we have the opportunity, we distance ourselves from those people and call them out, um, are you referring to uh, some of the white supremacist groups that have kind of adopted yeah. the boogaloo term? Yeah, exactly. Um, a, a lot of us have issue with that being co-opted by, you know, and it, it gets co-opted by a lot of different people, um, even Trump supporters. But most of us, by and large, consider ourselves at most minarchists, um, but by and large, either traditional anarchists or voluntarists. Oh, okay. Um, what, what, what's minarchist? Yeah, I thought you said that too. I was wondering. I, I couldn't tell if you said anarchist or minarchist. What's the is difference? Well, Minecraft is, based anarchy. No, no. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of people do use the term Minecraft, um, just kind of uh, ironically. But um, no, minarchism, minarchism is basically a minimal form of government. Um, it kind of recognizes that there is some government necessary for society. Um, but surely not to the extent that we have now where um you know there's so much overreach and involvement in our day-to-day lives that you literally can't step out of the shower without it affecting some part of your life before you leave the house especially now during this uh pandemic so exactly is the term boogaloo was it lifted from the second break dancing movie electric two boogaloo is that where it came from Yes. Um, as far as I could tell, uh, it basically is just kind of a, a nod to part two. Um, some Do people them... call it a revolutionary uh, movement. Some people call it an insurrectionist movement. Like but said, there's no different. break dancing. I mean, as I said, it's individual liberty. If you want to break dance your way to freedom, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so you could break dance if you wanted to. <laughs> right. Um, so, so what the, what's the deal with the Hawaiian shirts? 
and the lays and the high-powered rifles. That's the Hawaiian shirts and the lays. I mean, lays go with Hawaiian shirts when you think yeah, of Hawaii. Yeah. You Hawaii. Think of, you know, you step off the plane, you get laid by the um, basically the welcoming committee. Yeah. Uh, the Hawaiian shirt is it's loud. It's um, you know kind of the polar opposite of camouflage. So the majority of us within the movement are veterans. You know, I myself am a veteran. So it's kind of, um, I guess, a symbolic nod to being the polar opposite of what a military force would be. You know, do, we don't see ours. But I'm you sorry. guys, you guys also wear, I've noticed, like tactical gear on top of the uh, there, the Hawaiian. There shirts. are people that do that, sure. Um, and in those scenarios, they feel it is warranted. Um, it's not an offensive measure; it's a defensive measure. Um, especially lately, what we're seeing with the, you know, barber shops and beauty salons that are trying to open back up, they're there as a means of deterring any type of intervention to keep these small businesses from being shut down. You know, they're people that are losing their livelihoods that they've literally spent lifetimes trying to create and. Now they're, you know, being put in a position where they're forced to either choose between their house or uh, putting food on the table, and some of them just can't make that decision. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough choice. So then, so are the primary targets then like the law enforcement who's trying to force these businesses to remain closed, or the I, I, liberal I politicians say, who are in, who are creating the the laws? The I, I would say I would say for us, um, those that. You know, myself and people that I associate with, there's not necessarily a target. I hesitate to use that word just because we're not um, we're not actively searching out anybody. Um, what we are stating for is basically self-defense and the ability to do that. Um, unfortunately, because uh, you know sensationalism sells, that's what gets into the news. Um, you know, and it, it's it's not normal to see uh, in in the United States. It's not normal to see somebody walking down the street with body armor and a rifle. But then again, we are an anomaly. Um, you know, we're four to five percent of the global population. Eighty percent of the population lives in poverty. So um, we yeah. are the exception to the rule, not not the opposite. So then, how do you feel about the media portraying the Boogaloo movement as like? A second civil war, like they're after a second civil war. Like, well, why, why is, why is that associated with this, this movement? That's more of, I, I guess, I would consider it a fallback. Um, again, we preach peaceful means, peaceful resolution, and at any opportunity that we have, we're open to, um, you know, communication and uh, trying to get this done through a dialogue, without, um, you know, without any more bloodshed. We've got various government agencies that come into people's houses and shoot them down in the middle of the night. And it may or may not be the right house is the case with Breonna Taylor recently, who was um, in Kentucky. She was murdered by the police, extrajudicial killing, and they were in the wrong house. In fact, the person they were looking for was already in custody. Um, so again, it's more of a defensive measure. It's not something where we want to go storm the Capitol or anything like that. We're not looking to take over territory. We're looking to stop having our rights trampled on. But it sounds like to me, though, that maybe your division of the Boogaloo uh, movement feels like, yeah, we, we want to peacefully protest. But then there's also other 
like other um, you know divisions and militia groups that have taken this on that maybe do want a second civil war or even something like, kind of like a Manson Helter Skelter um, type <laughs> yeah, of thing. And, and that is unfortunate. But again, there's we consider them a fringe part. Um, there's not necessarily. Uh, Again, as veterans, we hear division. We think of large groups of people, you know, organized. There's there's nothing organized about this movement. And that's one of the things that we keep talking about within ourselves is that, um, you know, we... Wait, is there a leader? No, and that's that's intentional. You know, mm. there there's no leadership roles because if there's a leader, there's somebody to take out again it's individual liberty and those are the two words that resonate with the most people um and they should resonate with everybody so are you advocating for like a red blue split I'm, advo I'm, I'm advocating for people to stop um playing political you know identity politics we don't believe in red blue we think they're two sides of the same coin so you know more of a purple to us um the republicans are no better than the democrats democrats are no better than the republicans they're um you know two heads of the same snake um would you say most boogaloo boys uh support trump i wouldn't say most do um not that most are anti-trump or against trump they just don't again there's somebody that we do not feel that we can morally we don't feel that we are able to force our will upon other people so um you know if we're supporting a government to do that then we're just getting somebody else to do our dirty work so it, we just disavow the whole process altogether that's, that's a good point and so i guess that leads me into the lockdown the anti-lockdown protest which seems to be kind of a catalyst for the uh, boogaloo movement it seems like uh you guys are getting a lot of exposure that, now with that, like that in Michigan. Is, that is the one thing, I guess, that kind of brought the movement to the forefront of the public eye. It's been around. We've been around um, as an organization for, I guess, a little over a year now. Um, but because because this is so polarizing, it, it you know helped get more visibility to our, you know, um, to to the movement itself um so have, it's kind of a have you been participating in a lot of lockdowns personally like anti-lockdown protests um there really haven't been anywhere mm -hmm. i am um the, the only protest that i participated in is uh for duncan limp um which he was murdered by the uh, montgomery county police department was he a, was he a boogaloo member like was he a member of the movement duncan Correct. Limp? And he, he, he was 21 years old and was murdered basically at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and his girlfriend who was asleep in bed next to him, uh, she was, I believe two or three months pregnant at the time was also shot, not killed, but you know, shot and sent to the hospital as a result of that. What, what happened with that? Like I, I read that, uh, police were trying to serve can't. a search warrant and then they, they ended up uh, breaking into his house and just opened fire well, from outside the home. <laughs> Well, it was a no-knock warrant, and stories differ, but uh, again, um, you know, information is so scarce. Again, they're, because of COVID, the, their courts are shut down, I believe it's until June. So right now they're saying they can't release you know, body cam footage or anything of that nature. However, and 
unfortunately the name escapes me, but just two weeks ago there was another shooting where I guess it was considered a clean shoot. Within two days they released body cam footage. Um, here we are two months into Duncan Lent being murdered and we still can't get the body cam footage released on that. Um, which, you know, if you have nothing to fear, as they, you know, police supporters say. What was that raid uh, about? Like a, a I'm, I'm sorry? The raid, uh, the SWAT raid on his house. They claim it was because he was um, unable to own weapons. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as I know, he had no, you know, no record that would preclude him from owning weapons. Um, but they claim that he had a um, juvenile record, which was sealed for, you know, as far as I know, um, there is suspicion within our community that because he was working on a platform that would allow people to speak in encrypted terms, um, you know, basically freedom of speech type situation where we would be able to speak without the government, big brother standing over our shoulder. Um, so you think they shut him down? That, that is one of the, one of the suspicions. Um, Basically, he was a, uh, you know, one of these Uber tech guys that could code and do all that. Hmm. And, you know, I can't even begin to understand. Um, so, yeah, that is that is kind of the angle that most people are leaning towards. Did uh, he have a chance to, I guess, open fire on the police? Like, why, why would they just show up and shoot at his uh, house? Uh, again, that was... Uh, that's disputed. Um, the initial reports were that he was shot from outside his bedroom window. Um, their their first report coincided with that, and then two days later, they changed their uh, story to that they made it into the house, and he got out of bed, got his got one of his rifles, and began firing on them. So they returned fire. Hmm. But yet his girlfriend was there as an eyewitness. I wonder what, uh, wonder how she his feels about that. His girlfriend, a younger brother, and both of his parents, um, they're obviously not, um, their statements are being released by their attorney. Mm. So, you know, kind of not closed mouth, but they, their statements haven't changed since since the, in, the initial occurrence. And this occurred in uh, North Carolina? Uh, Maryland. Maryland. Montgomery, oh, okay. Mon Montgomery County. Montgomery County. So I, I've noticed that at a lot of these uh, anti-lockdown protests, there are Duncan Lemp signs and then also a lot of signs right. regarding liberty and things like that. So what are what is the purpose then? You guys are showing up with like semi-automatic weapons and, and uh, floral shirts and you're standing outside government buildings. Are you trying right. to just draw attention to the cause? Are you inciting people or it, some kind of it's not it's not anything to incite a riot or anything of that nature it's um you know a lot of people if 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 i've made a, a facebook post that is overly critical of a particular government official i've got to worry about whether or not i'm going to get a knock on my door and it, it, it's a legitimate concern right now um so basically an armed populace is harder to subjugate than an unarmed populace it's just kind of a subtle, not, a not so subtle reminder that we're kind of tired of having our rights trampled upon. So I guess is the goal here, the objective to like open society back up? Like, are you got are you guys against the COVID nineteen lockdowns and restrictions? Is that what the the, the source of protest? Well, is? I mean that 
that's certainly not a, a initial goal. Um, it's kind of just popped up in in our lives, same as it has with everybody else. We were um, you know, we were already against government overreach. This just kind of puts a puts it under a microscope, so to speak, because everybody understands now that. Um, it's not just a bill that doesn't really affect me. It directly affects me because I'm being told to stay in my house and I can't do what I want to do. And that's not to say that there's not legitimate concerns with the virus. Of course there are. Um, but I mean, do you think the government's using it as a vehicle to extend their control and their overreach? Of course. Hillary Clinton famously said, never let a crisis go to waste. Do you think she's no. behind the whole COVID hoax? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. And, and for legal purposes, that is, you know, everything I've said is a joke. Don't, don't suicide me. I'm not suicide. Well, that's one thing that's been, uh, very confusing about researching this. It's like, I mean, like anything on the internet is like that, but it's like, what is a joke and what isn't, right? Because you read about it exactly. and it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, break it too, you know. And there's a lot of, like... At this point, it's more of a war of memes than weapons. Right. And it's like, well, it's after the apocalypse, all of the locations will be at Cracker Barrel. And it's like, I don't know if it's because I'm old or whatever, but it's like, I, I can't, I don't, I can't tell what is fucking earnest and what isn't earnest. And maybe um, you can <laughs> shed some light on that. I, I would say that if it, it is something that is so over the top it seems ridiculous then you know it's ridiculous there's memes out there that talk about you know eating five sheets of blotter and going on a going on a rampage on acid and of course that's that's not an effective way even if it was an actual physical revolution you're you're not going to win a revolution gacked out of your mind on coke or um you know lsd or anything tripping balls or anything (laughs) like that yeah um so yeah, I, I would say that there are some obvious jokes. Now, do people take them the wrong way? Sure, you know, a lot of things, especially in social media, texting, things of that nature. It a lot of things get lost in the translation unless you're there verbally, face to face with somebody. Um, you know, and, and everybody's going to interpret it a different way. So, uh, what what's next? I guess for the boogaloo, what do you what do you see in the next few months? Um, for us personally, again, you know, we're seven guys. I can't really speak for, for anybody else. Um, but you got a lot of people on your Facebook group. There's gotta be at least like 30,000 people Um, there. Yeah, there, there, there is. And by and large, I wouldn't even say maybe two thirds of them agree with us. Um, but for us personally, I'm working towards more outreach towards, um, local and state officials to kind of maybe start a dialogue. Um, it, it's something that's been lacking. And until a dialogue gets started, I don't think there's going to be any forward progress. Uh, do you have guys have any plans for any uh, upcoming anti-lockdown protests? Um, no, we don't really... Um, we don't really put protests together or anything like that. We'll publicize them if we agree with them. If we don't agree with them, we just kind of ignore them. Um, the only, again, the only real protests we've gotten involved with are for the family of Duncan Limp to try to get more information for him. Um, other, outside of that, we don't really, you know, the majority of the guys, they've got nine to five jobs or, uh, you know, families and things like that. That's not something we sit around and spend all day on. 
Yeah, don't have time to drive around the country wearing Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. Exactly. Guns. And, and I can't even say all of us own Hawaiian shirts. You know, it, <laughs> again, it's it's more of a symbolic kind of um, anti-camouflage type thing, but it's a way to recognize each other as well. I actually read something that uh, another derivation, much like Blue Igloo, was Big Luau. So they say Big Luau, and that's why yeah, they're wearing big, the uh, the shirts. Big Luau. Well, Big Luau came about, I guess, because of the shirts. It was it was the Boogaloo, um, Big Igloo. It, it's kind of tongue in cheek for a lot, for the most part. You know, Big Igloo. If you say it fast enough, sounds similar to Boogaloo. So, um, you know, then you add in the Hawaiian shirts, then you get the Big Luau. Some people, you know regardless of how they refer to it it means different things to different people so this big igloo did you do that to differentiate yourself yeah exactly okay okay just to confirm there are no hot topless hawaiian chicks at these anti-lockdown protests i would definitely be at them if there were (laughs) (laughs) all right well oldman thanks for being on the show man and let me plug your uh your page uh people you can learn more about the boogaloo movement at uh the big igloo boys facebook page which facebook.com slash big igloo b-o-i-s and uh you also gave me an ig page which is just at the big igloo boys and uh twitter at big igloo boys as well correct all right all right, same, Oldman. same message on each platform. All right. You go check it out, learn a little bit more about it. Thank you, Oldman, for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks Appreciate for having it. me. All right. Yes, sir. Take, Take care. Easy. Thank you. So there you go. Uh, Harrison, uh, do, do you feel like you are much more knowledgeable of the Boogaloo movement now? I feel like I know less about it. <laughs> are you know. still a supporter, though? Like, are you, do you still I'm want never the a supporter. I don't know why I was never a supporter. Okay. Well, I said I'm su- I like it. The idea of reopening things. But you're not anti-lockdown necessarily. Not or anti are you? it. I'm not anti it. Would you protest it? lockdown No. Yeah. I don't care enough to do that. I don't but care enough to protest anything. I'm actually. more likely to just protest it by killing myself in front of City Hall. <laughs> and then you'll you be know? a martyr. Yeah. Wear your sick old- and wrong shirt. I will. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, no, I mean, Oldman seems like a good guy. You know, he seems like yeah, a decent dude. He actually dude does. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that that's the thing. What this kind it's of uh, proves my point below. It's like that guy mm. has rational objectives he wants to, to meet with this movement. Whereas, like, mm. that dude's not sitting there saying, like, helter skelter, we need a race for her. Right. I mean, if he is, he didn't, didn't tell us that. Mm. You know, so... I mean, I question, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult too, when you have something. Did, I mean, when you were like, went to the bathroom, he did tell me to leave something witchy for the police. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there you so go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. Anyway, people, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, join, uh, you can, you can go online and you can become a boogaloo or you could just yeah. stay at home and watch the movie and you'll pretty much achieve the same thing in the end. There's um, a lot of people talking about your hair in the in the Yeah, isn't it, it chat, exactly? It's crazy. It's like crazy. It's I'm a Jufro. You think it looks better? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how big it gets. You know, uh, mm. I grew my hair out for two years, like two and a half years before I got dreadlocks, and it was mm. insane. I could barely wear like a beanie to cover it all. So I don't know if that's gonna happen, but we'll see. It's like it's like a chia pet that's that's got like growth hormones or something. 
Something yeah. like that. Anyway, people, this episode uh, 739 here is sick and wrong. We have some news stories come up next. Uh, we have some phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey, guys, it's Stephen again. Just calling from heaven through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So the first story is going to set conspiracy theorists' minds on fire right here. Yeah, it's going to blow their minds. A coronavirus researcher was killed in Pennsylvania during a murder-suicide, according to police. Hmm. University of Pittsburgh researcher on the cusp of making a very significant finding about the novel coronavirus was killed mysteriously over the weekend in what authorities say was a murder-suicide. I don't know. This reeks of cover-up to me. Hmm. Um, the guy's name was Bing Lu. He was a Chinese man, um, 37 years old. He was shot multiple times uh, in his townhouse around noon on Saturday. His name is Big Lou? Bing, like B-I-N-G. Oh, okay, Bing okay. I don't, I don't know, like a guy you play pool against. Or Big something. Lou. Yeah, you got <laughs> You got to go against Big Lou, and if you beat him, Minnesota fats. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Bing Lou. Um, Never play pool against the guy who's named after a place. That's one thing I learned in life. That's true. As a research assistant professor, Lou focused on using computational models to study biological processes, and he was working from home studying the pandemic and looking for a cure. So he had been doing work, you know, offline at home, and he had been doing research, and his research had actually started, you know, yielding results here. However, no one saw these results because... Um, officials said that uh, Lou was shot by another man and suffered gunshot wounds to his head, neck, torso, and extremities. So this guy just wasn't shot once. I mean, he was riddled with bullets, like in mm. his townhome. The man later identified as 46-year-old Hao Gu. In his West German home. Hao Gu then got into his car about 100 yards away and killed himself. So Hao Gu shot him before turning the gun on himself in what police say was a lengthy dispute regarding an intimate partner. Hmm. But there's no other evidence of that. They don't interview. And, th and the other thing, at first when I was reading this, I was like, okay, you know, there's a, there's a love triangle, there's an intimate partner. I thought it was like a gay thing, personally. Because hmm. I thought that, because the guy was like, I don't know, maybe they were having an affair and the guy wouldn't leave his wife. I don't know. It seemed like that. But then uh, it says that he and his wife had no children, no problems. There was no strife. They didn't say anything about the wife having an extramarital affair. What did what did Hal Goo do? What was <laughs> Hal Goo? Scientist? Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't say it's anything name, about right? Hal Goo. Okay. He just oh, okay. like showed up, walked into this guy's townhouse, and shot him like several times, and then walked outside and killed himself. Oh, okay. I got them mixed up for a second, and I thought it was the guy like. <laughs> <laughs> like we got I think I finally found a way to stop this virus how yes hi how are you <laughs> you know how and then you? repeat over and over <laughs> again 
I, but it's different. It's the other guys. Switching no, the guy's around. name was Hal Goo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, so uh, yeah. Bing Lu was supposedly on the verge of very significant discovery related to COVID-19. But the police are saying he wasn't killed in connection with his research at all. There's no evidence that he was killed because of the research. Now, I'm wondering about that. Mm. Uh, neighbors said that no one heard any gunshots the day Lou was killed, which is weird. I mean, the guy got That's... shot several times. Did the guy have a, a silencer? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Did he have a silencer, walked in there, shot him like several times, and went outside, killed himself? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, or, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> the guy uh, was set up outside, too, and they, they yeah. made it look like a murder-suicide. I bet right before he was killed, too, he, like, called up his, like, out of the boss of the lab. It's like, I figured it out. Meet me at the lab. I figured it out. I'll tell you all about And then the guy gets there, and he's dead. But I wonder if it's like, meet me at the lab work. in 10 minutes. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bing, yeah. I'll see you there. And he yeah. never shows up. That's kind of what yeah. happened, though, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> the front and rear patio doors of Lou's home were open at the time of his death because of the springtime weather. His wife wasn't at home at the time. So his wife wasn't even mm. there. No items were stolen right. from the home. And please feel that the relationship between Bing and Gao um, had nothing to do with his research on the coronavirus. But it's mm. unclear how the two men knew each other. So police mm. are currently investigating if there's any confrontation before the shooting or if there's any connection between the two men prior to the shooting, but there's been no motive established for this murder. It's all very suspicious. Um, Lou's department at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine called him a prolific researcher and generous mentor. And shortly before his death, he began researching cellular mechanisms that underlie coronavirus infections and the uh, cellular basis of ensuing complications. Uh, like the the uh, chip they're going to put under our skin. I think that's, and th- that's the vaccine. It's going to be a vaccine. chip. That's right. Not only that, it's going to block your sperm production. You know, I was having a cigarette outside like a week ago or something talking to like one of the old Armenian guys that lives in this building and he was like I heard uh, that when they give you a vaccine it is uh, going to be chip that goes in your into your skin and then they track you but just totally serious totally <laughs> just like matter of fact like that is what is happening you know what you and need like, to say yeah I heard that too yeah you gotta be like I actually heard it's gonna be inside yeah. your scrotum like that's they put it in the scrotum because it can just kind of be in the in the seminal fluid and just float around. And I bet you people would believe that. <laughs> just they attach it to your nut. Just put it in your scrot. That's what I'm going to start saying. There was one of those urethra fish. <laughs> that's how they give it to you. It just swims up your urethra. Yeah. That should um, be how all medicine is. You know, I want to hear you explain that to the old Armenian man outside smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yvette Bahar, his supervisor and head of the department, said that Mm. he just started to receive interesting results and was on the verge of a breakthrough. And he said after his after a conversation with his colleague, um, she confirmed that Lou was the victim and she said that he had not expressed any fear for his life at all before this. Mm. Um, but what was weird about it, she said that he had, she had sent several emails to him and was quite surprised that the normally prompt researcher wasn't responding. 
So maybe he was dead already. I'm not sure. Or Why maybe do you he even had... need to shoot him? Because he's in like a disease lab. You well, just no, like, he's sneak at home. in there. You go in the freezer and you get like fucking bubonic plague out of there and just stab him in the fucking him. neck with it. Well, he oh. was at home doing his, his home oh, office. Right. Yeah, because he wasn't allowed to... There's social distancing. Now, conspiracy theorists um, have already just lashed on to Lou's passing, with some incorrectly linking him to a team at the University of Spit- Pittsburgh School of Medicine who have been working on a COVID-19 vaccine. Did you just say social di- social distancing? Social distancing. Yeah, the last thing we want is um, scientists at work trying to solve the fucking... What, social distancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more important that they stay home, you know, and watch The Mentalist, right? I think it's, uh, I think the conspiracy Mm. theorists are going to solve this problem. Yeah. Because it's all a hoax. Um, But anyway, they've been linking it, linking, uh, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding Bing. Who Mm. shot him? Why'd this guy kill himself? Where this murder suicide? There, there really doesn't seem to be much evidence about this. And then the weird thing mm. about it, this happened like a week ago. But I was today was searching for some updated articles. Nothing. There's been nothing out there. Makes me wonder. Um, however, uh, the the police, uh, Pennsylvania police here, um, or in uh, I guess Ross, Pennsylvania is where this is. Uh, they said they found zero evidence that this tragic event has anything to do with the work at the University of Pittsburgh or the current high health crisis affecting the United States. Uh, Lou and his wife had no children and mostly kept to themselves, said neighbors. So I don't know. Do you think, do you think his, uh, he was on the verge of a vaccine and the government just took it from him? Or do you think the government doesn't want there to be a vaccine? Once there's a vaccine, uh, they me, lose control. Yeah, they lose control. So I don't know. No, they they love the vaccine. You know, they can charge money for it and put the put the uh, the nano urethra fish in there. You know, I'm thinking it was the Chinese that got that took him back, came uh, over, killed him, took the vaccine back. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? I like how everyone like blames the Chinese, like. <laughs> The Chinese weren't up front with us. It's like, it's the Chinese government. Yeah, have that. they ever been? <laughs> what are you expect? What are you expecting from them? My God, you know, <laughs> they didn't come to my birthday. Uh, all right, <clears throat> son, forty-eight, hacked his seventy-eight-year-old mother. To death with a meat cleaver, then lay on top of her lifeless body. When police arrived at their NYC apartment. Ha! Wow, that was good. That's a snappy yeah. number. Sorry, I had to look like fucking Tony Bennett. Yeah, that, that had like kind of Richard yeah. Cheese thing going on. That's by that shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, a New York City man... Uh, allegedly murdered, murdered, murder his seventy-eight-year-old woman, uh, mother uh, with a meat cleaver and laid atop her lifeless body when police arrived to their apartment. Ooh, brutal! Uh, so this is a, another coronavirus insanity lockdown murder. Sounds like it. Yeah, because yep. it's like this dude and his mom in an apartment in New York. I can I can relate to that though. I could see a yeah. murder happening from that. 
Are you bringing your fruity pebbles on the sub? No, ma. No. I told you not to bring the fruity pebbles on the subway. Ma. You know. I could see that. And next that thing you know, he like just snaps. My, me and my mom. You know, so you could imagine. Ugh. Um. Oh, God, I watched that Bernie Getz thing, the documentary, Trial in the Media or whatever, the episode oh, about Bernie Getz, and it made me, that. like, so miss New York. <laughs> and I was like, I, I should go back. I should go back and visit. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now is probably not a good time to do that. Yeah, but that was when uh, New York was cool. That was, like, what, late 80s, early 90s, Still, Bernie Getz? you can kind of walk around and, like, imagine shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And New York get... is still cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and summer in New York is amazing. It's kind of rough, but you know. I like it. It's, it's a good time of year. Authorities, I, I've li- I I lived how many summers without air conditioner in New York? Oof. It's rough. It's harsh. Oof, my God. Authorities dispatched to a Queensboro apartment on Saturday morning after they received reports of an unconscious woman, but QNS reports that officers found a trail of blood that led up to the fourth floor apartment of Carmelita. Cabin sag. Hmm. Carmelita, huh? Yeah, yeah that's right. It's a good song. Uh, it's a very, yeah. It's Warren Zemon. Oh. Uh, yeah. Officers knocked. I like the Gigi Allen one. Yeah, better. I like the Gigi Allen version better, too. Yeah. It's also the only Gigi Allen song I actually like. <laughs> um, so, you know. Uh, officers knocked on the front door and were greeted by her son, 48-year-old David Galicia. Galicia was reportedly covered in blood, but let the officers inside the apartment. <laughs> Could he have, like, taken a shower first? Yeah, you'd think so. You but know? I think it just, just happened. Like, the murder just happened. Is this guy Rotundo, 48 years old, still living with his mom? Does that happen a lot in New York? Yeah. it's Yeah, it's kind of... New York is kind of like Italy in that way, where it's like, if you never get married, you just... You just stay, stay with your parents? Like if you, in Queens, yeah. Like it's kind of like that. So you know? does Boner Villain live in New York? or No, Boner Villain lives in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still got to be in his 40s living with his mom. Colorado is like if the Boogaloo Boys were a state. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it is kind of. Yeah, except there's a lot of weed. Um, yeah. So, um, seconds later, seconds later, I assume, Galicia is said to have walked over to his mother's dead body and laid on top of it. Like a human blanket. Yeah, so he let them in, yes, uh, or a hanket. Did he think he was hiding her body? A hulanket. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) nothing to see here, I'm just laying down. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's probably what he was doing. Or he was trying to do like a, you know, like Ophelia jumps in the fucking grave kind of shit. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. To show his grief. Maybe that, maybe that's what he was trying to do. Was he dry humping? Or like some weird, like Jagger Hoover thing. It's like, I'm going to dress up like my mother and dry hump the floor and cry. (laughs) You know, (laughs) did you ever see the movie about Jagger Hoover with, with Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't think I ever watched that. What was it, it called? It sucks. Oh, is it bad? It's called like Jagger. It's like one of the worst things I've ever seen. But there is a scene where he dresses up like his in his mother's clothes and <laughs> cries. <laughs> like you've never done that. 
Not yet. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so two knives were found on the floor next to cabin sag, and re- responding medics pronounced her dead at the scene. So, hmm. Cabin Sag's body was taken to the medical examiner's office. Galicia was rushed to Elmhurst Hospital with stab wounds in his chest and body. Oh, he tried to go out yeah. like Artie Lang. I think he was trying to make it look like it was an attack by other people. Oh, so wait, he was going to say like she attacked him and it was self-defense that he cleaved her? I'm getting to this. I'm okay. To yeah, so... um. Yeah, so he was questioned by the police, uh, allegedly confessed to the killing. Cabin Sag was pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, Galicia was charged with second-degree murder. A motive for the slaying was not immediately clear. Uh, Authorities called him emotionally disturbed. Hmm. Cabin Sag is a COVID-19 survivor whose husband died years ago. So... Wow. Yeah. She survives uh-huh. COVID-19, but she can't survive her 48-year-old son who still lives with her. That's right. During yeah, the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. That's a tragedy. Um, yeah, his, her neighbors described her as a very good lady. At, at first, I thought you said a very good lay, and I was like, that's weird <laughs> that the neighbors would say that. But hey, maybe. She was like... <laughs> <laughs> she got some great gams, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She would... Uh, t- this is the neighbor. She would tell me stories about family members she would be helping back in the Philippines. I think that's why she was still working. Wait, did she live next they door to that drunk Russian girl who stabbed her roommate she last does. week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Small world. <laughs> Small yeah. world. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. Velasquez uh, said surveillance footage showed two men breaking glass at the main entrance around the same time as Cabin Sag's death. Hmm. Velasquez is the building superintendent, apparently. Uh, it's unclear if those two men were somehow involved in Cabin Sag's death. They were breaking glass? They were breaking glass, yeah. Maybe the they were getting entrance. married by a rabbi. They were. <laughs> Maybe they were. Well, you know, men can get married now by rabbis. That's the number one... Uh, Burglary excuse. <laughs> yeah. We were getting married yeah. by a rabbi. Yeah. yeah. We weren't trying to break into your apartment. It's true. I was just <laughs> in the bathroom. Uh, it's unclear if those two men were somehow involved uh, in the death. They were going crazy, running like crazy. I had to call the cops, said one neighbor who saw the men. A connection between the two events has not been revealed. Hmm. May, so. That would explain the stabbing, though, wounds that uh, would. the son would it have. It would. It definitely would. So was she working on a cure for the COVID? She was. <laughs> is, that, is that why she was taken out? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what happens with every murder these days. Yeah. Something to do with the COVID. <laughs> so what so happened to the son? Um, he's second degree murder. He's charged. Wow. With. He's charged. So. He's probably well, in uh, fucking Rikers. Yeah. I guess the details will come out. Mm-hmm. People send your story to Podcast at gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. You can call the Sigrun hotline at 323-522-4032. Um, before we get to all of that, here's a word from Adam and Eve. 
It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call is from Adam in Tokyo, who mm. actually, I got to hang out with this guy. We, uh, and we walked around uh, an area in Tokyo. I forget where it was. Um, but they have like all this. Do you notice when you're in Tokyo that there's st- like restaurants that would have this like plastic food, but really very realistic looking in the windows. It was like, this is Japanese curry. And it's just this really realistic fake food. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So he took us to mm. the district where they make all of that stuff. Hmm. And we're walking around. And it's so weird. It's like this whole district, like area where you could just go buy fake sushi or very realistic fake pork chops didn't get i don't know it's very odd hmm. anyway cool guy here he is d harrison adam from tokyo common uh aka ganji ganji nanzai i know you hate when i say that uh yeah it's got a good one just because um i don't know if you saw probably i don't think it'll make the news outside of japan but some crazy bitch went into the um, Prime Minister, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's house with a fucking axe and Ooh. pepper spray and a bottle of gasoline. And <clears throat> I guess, like, the security system, like, tripped. And then um, the police came and got her before. But he was home when that happened. And it's just, like, so near, like, a really cool story, but it's not quite. So, anyways, hope you guys are good. Wash your ass. Peace. Yeah, God. You know, there's no way anybody could get that close to Trump. Do you think? No. I mean... No, I don't. She might have been a ninja for all we know. But I don't mm. think anybody could get into Mar-a-Lago even that close to even getting to Trump. No. But yeah, that no, would I mean, that unless you were like, you know, a wealthy sex offender... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, then you could. Yeah, yeah. If you're a wealthy sex offender, then you could get to Trump. Yeah. That's about the only way. Uh, did you see what Howard Stern said about Trump this week? No. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty cool. He was uh, just saying how Trump does not like his constituents. Like, those are people mm-hmm. that he would never let into Mar-a-Lago. Sure. Most Trump supporters, the average Trump mm-hmm. supporter, he's like, there's no way... Trump would ever associate with those people. And Stern said, I'm the same way. I don't want to meet any of my fans. I would never let you into my house. (laughs) He was just like, he goes, so the fact that you people adore this man so much, Mm. he's like, baffles me. (laughs) Because he despises you. Mm. And he was saying he hopes that, uh, you know, Trump loses the election and then goes back to just being a celebrity. You know, he's kind of like, celebrity worshiper just wanted to hang out with celebrities all the time because Stern's like I loved hanging out with a guy he's hilarious and I'd love to have him back as a friend he's like but as it stands right now he's like I don't really want to be around him <laughs> speaking of I'm getting my British citizenship oh you're getting a British citizenship how you can do that DNA test apparently now they passed the law what the you've never even lived there I'm fucking of the blood so wait, so uh, uh, could I get one that my, my father's British? 
Maybe, actually. I don't know. Maybe. Ah, keep me posted. Is he a citizen? Was he a citizen? Yeah, yeah. He lived there for 25 years. Hmm. And then he... Uh, so he was a dual to, citizen when he <clears> lived here. That's a good question. See, I think he so was. Your I think he might have been a dual citizen when yeah. he lived here. But yeah. he's dead, though. So I don't know if it... Does it count? I don't know. Hmm. They Like, they literally passed this law in, like, 2015 because... Uh, I don't know if I'm moving there. I'm just doing it. Just just in, to be you know, a do 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 you get to vote or do you have to pay taxes to the queen? The tax situation. Uh, yes, I would have to pay taxes to the queen. So you got to pay taxes to oh, the no, queen. No, 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 no. I don't have to if I live here. If I live there, oh, I if you live there, you but would. if I live here, I don't actually. Oh, okay, which right. is good. So. That's not too or, bad. Otherwise, I wouldn't fucking do it. You know. Yeah, because you'd I mean, be paying God. taxes twice. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. All right, well, yeah, well, good luck on that. There you go. So you're going to start celebrating all the British holidays, like Guy Fawkes Day and St. Oh, Tiggins yeah. Day? <laughs> yeah, St. Saint, Saint Swithin's Day. St. Swithin's one. Day. <laughs> yeah. It's an important holiday there. Yeah, get out get out the paper hats and the, the, you know, the candy whistle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's an important thing. Mm-hmm. All right, second story we have here. Um, thank you, Adam from Tokyo, by the way. The uh, second story we have here is from the Wad, and uh, he calls in with a, uh, a, a a hilarious anecdote about when he used to fuck with his dad when he was a young child. Mm. Dean Harrison, it's me again. This is call number four of the day. So um, uh, I started thinking, it's like as much of an asshole as my dad was, there's a whole bunch of stories where we would kind of fuck with him back. So I thought I would tell those. So uh, uh, this first one, I was five years old, and, you know, my dad had people over, and, you, you know, he's got, you know, he's sitting at the table with all these other Arabs just speaking his fucking Arab gibberish, like, oh, no, 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 Durka, Durka, Muhammad, fucking Jihad. And for whatever reason, I was five years old. I thought it would be funny was to he, uh... stab. You think he was part of the Bujahadeen? <laughs> the Bujahadeen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I was dad just hanging out with the, his whole Hezbollah crew. And they're like all sitting around, like playing cards. And then uh, young Wad comes up here. And listen, look look what he does. Tell me mm-hmm. what you would do if you were Wad's dad in this situation. Okay. His ass cheek through his pants with a corn skewer. So I literally just sat behind him just kind of wiggling this thing up and down on the outside of his pants until i I don't know finally like i kind of got it to go through and i just jammed it in and it literally stabbed right through his right fucking ass cheek (laughs) and he he flew up out of the chair in front of all these people grabbing his ass just like oh and he was he was so pissed that, like, and he was like, how do you like it? And he starts kind of poking me with it. But I had, like, corduroy pants on, so it wasn't really going through my pants. Would you have just slapped the shit out of the kid? No, I would have sent, I would have uh, you know, sat him down and had a talk with him and then sent him to a school for the feeble-minded. <laughs> because that's, that's, if you do things like that, that's where you belong. So... That is a feeble-minded act there. You're done. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Stabbing him in the ass with a corn skewer. I'll send you back in time to when they used to have things (laughs) called that. That's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so damn funny that, like, I just didn't give a shit. 
and I didn't really get punished for it, but it was totally worth it. Another time we decided to fuck with him, uh, me and my brothers, you know, we were like, Dad, you shouldn't smoke, you shouldn't smoke. So we would do, like, nasty shit to his cigarettes. Uh. So we would take his pack of Salem's, go into the bathroom, and we actually pissed in the toilet and would dip the butts of the cigarettes in the toilet. And we would just stare at Wow, I would definitely send this guy to the school for feeble-minded yeah. children. Yeah, because I'm against corporal punishment, but if you fuck with my smokes... like I, know, I don't mind like a getting that's... stabbed in the ass you know, once or twice, Yeah, but my cigarettes... Yeah. Especially cigarettes are what, like $12 a pack now? Yeah. That's fucking Ew, ridiculous. So this, is, yeah, this is horrible. Mm. Yeah, I would be pissed. Yeah. I'd make you eat that fucking cigarette. A little ingrate. Yeah, it's like, oh, if you smoke, you might, you know, you might die of cancer before you get shot through the eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you might as well just uh, let him smoke. I mean, the man's right, got yeah, like, yeah. what, after this, he's got, what, like 15 <laughs> years to live before he gets shot in the eye? Right. You know, he deserves to have at least a couple Salem's every now and then. Yeah. And I think he's cutting out a little bit. Mm. Like his ass was smoking the cigarette. And, you know, again, we put it back in his pack and we were just, we were just watching him like, yes. Uh. Oh, okay. I think the part that cut out, they would dip mm. they would dip the cigarette butts in urine in the toilet mm. and then they would take it and one of them would put it in their asshole so yeah. it looked like the ass was smoking the cigarette. Yep. And then they'd put it back in the pack. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'd be sending you back to Lebanon. Hey. How's it taste? And uh, now this doesn't really involve us fucking with him, but I thought this is a real. Funny I would story mail. About... I would mail my child to fucking Abu Dhabi like fucking normal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like from Garfield. It. Yeah, yeah, that would be the. That would be my reference yeah. response to that. Yeah, just put him in like a fucking box yeah. and just ship you to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so what happened? Yeah. So. My half-brother, the one that's serving the 20-year sentence for uh, selling fentanyl to the girl who died, uh, he thought it'd be really funny to have my other brother write the word suck ass on his ass. And he ran around mooning everybody. And for whatever reason, my dad interpreted this as the gayest shit ever. And he kept repeatedly saying, I swear to you, if a motherfucker pulled down his pants and asked me to write suck ass on his ass, I swear to you, I'll stick my dick in his ass as far as I could. Goodbye. <laughs> I, is, 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 is the Wad's dad triumph the insult comic dog? He sounds just like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would stick my dick in his ass as far as I could. <laughs> Although, you know, to his defense, that is some pretty yeah. gay shit. Going on there. I like your artist <laughs> wrestling league for me to poop on. <laughs> he does sound just like Triumph. Yeah, yeah. Wow, God, your dad had to. Uh, this, so mm. all of this torture occurred before he got shot in the eye. Yes. What a life. What a mm. life. Well, thank you, Wad, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, last uh, couple calls we have here came from FM, and this is like on a more somber note here. Uh, this is uh, regards to a, in regards to a funeral that FM attended. 
Mm. Which I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, do you remember when FM was on the Christmas show and he was talking about his like drug addicted, I don't know, cousin or something? No, wait. He had like a oh the one who was like he had like a crack pipe at the yeah he had a crack pipe at dinner and he had all sorts of drug issues. Well, he OD'd several times. Um, This might be the last time he OD'd, Mm. but you never know; he could come back from the dead and OD again. We could see. Anyway, happened to me. Yeah, I mean you you've come back several times. Oh yeah. Uh, Here's FM calling in about a funeral he attended. Hello, it's uh, FM. I uh, was talking or discussing with myself a reason to call, which involves a new experience that I unfortunately... How long do you think these discussions are when he's talking to himself? And I I think they're out loud, too. (laughs) Do you think he spends about an hour just arguing with himself whether or not to call sick and wrong? Yes. Yeah. And then rehearsing what he's going to say? Uh-huh. Yeah. I can see that. Whiteboard. Yeah. At least, at least it's premeditated and well thought out compared to a lot yeah. of our other derelicts that call in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They have had to go through. I'm calling because I figured I'd give a fun update, starting with the fact that my college has now been hit with the good old coronavirus. So uh, I'm now uh, forced to stay home for the rest of, well, potentially the rest of the semester. On an unrelated note, or a secondary note, though, to make it easy, uh, easier, my new experience that I've been dealt with is I have successfully navigated my first ever personal funeral. Uh, personal what? Back in personal funeral. Oh, yeah. Well, How- like Tom Sawyer, like he went to his own funeral. No, no, not not his own funeral. It's like the first funeral he actually ever attended. Have uh, these people who like don't experience death until they're like thirty-eight or something? Yeah, that's what blows my mind. I've never, I've never (laughs) had lose their minds sometimes. (laughs) Those people. Well, I I know a couple. It's like, oh, your grandmother just died. Wow, like what the fuck? Like it's the first time anybody's ever died for them. It's yeah, it, it blows right. my mind because how old is FM? Well, FM's like 23 or something. 23, but at you know. 23, I already had all my grandparents dead, a couple yeah, uncles, my mom. <laughs> it was just mm. like everybody, it was just, I had just been, at that point, it's just like, ah, eh, another funeral. Who cares? Yeah. But yeah, there's people that are like late 30s whose grandmother just died and like it's yeah, yeah, cataclysmic. Yeah. Like they've, you know, they've never suffered like that before. And you're just like, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's still, it's, it's a traumatic situation. Right. The Christmas special, I talked about my cousin who had gone through cousin. his first and second OD. And apparently third time was the charm. Since now he has effectively passed. It was very quick. I, uh, ironically, was in the middle of a stomach bug when it happened. And after dealing with most of those feelings, I had to help with the services. And uh, I had gone not only through my first wake in seeing, honestly, a dead body, 
but also my first full funeral where I got to help carry the casket. And uh, uh, Have you seen that meme with those black guys carrying the casket? No. You haven't seen it? It's like a, I don't know, like an African death or something. They're all like sitting there dancing, carrying the casket. That's kind of a thing. Well, I'm um, sorry, what is the thing of it? It's just a meme of like some kind of African death where you carry the casket and they're all like dancing because it's kind of a more of a celebratory type thing. I was just wondering what it if if it was like that for FM. Oh, you think they do that in the uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania in the yeah the semi suburban area on one hour outside of Pittsburgh? Um, well, they they it is very like Russian Polish, so I I don't know what the fuck they do. They might. Well, don't they? Uh, I mean, he was saying they went to a wake. So isn't that an Irish thing, or do Polish people do that too? Uh, I'm I'm assuming. Well, Polish Catholic, yeah, Catholics do it. That's Wakes are great. That's one thing that I've always mm. thought. I've always actually mm. admired about the Catholics mm. and just Irish people in general. It's like when Jews have a funeral, it's the most boring fucking thing. Jewish funerals are the worst uh, fucking bullshit. It is happened. so awful. And then you got to go not sit. Not a drop of alcohol anyway. No. Uh, that's the worst part. It's like then you go sit at someone's house. You have some good food, no blocks and bagels and all that shit, but mm. no alcohol. Whereas you go to like a wake, you know, an actual wake, and people get fucking wasted, and you celebrate yeah. that person's life and what they meant to you, and you have fun. You get loaded, mm. and there's a dead yeah. body in the middle of the room. But at a Jewish funeral, it's like, well, who needs alcohol when you can sit there and talk to fucking Bernice Goldstein? <laughs> You know, <laughs> and, it, right. they, and all the mirrors are covered in like curtains, like white yeah, blankets. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. The most boring yes. thing I've ever had to deal with. Yeah. Uh, handle most of the arrangements. It's a odd uh, uh, point of reflection when you stare at a mirror and you have a dress shirt on and a tie and not much else and you're crying your eyes out and just your boxes. And then you have to deal with emotion. What is he, Arthur, all of a sudden? <laughs> Be careful, man. They banned me from Twitch. <laughs> what was he? <laughs> well, oh, all right, all right. I mean, I guess this is your first funeral. It's a tough time. Yeah, it's a. Th- I mean, what? Wait, what were you gonna say? It's a tough time. No, it's yeah, a tough it's time, and it's like I'm trying you, to be. You hear him say though, though that he did all the arrangements. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. His family has learned to start exploiting his fucking autism or whatever. Yeah, you know? I know they make him cook all the pies. You know, like, wait a minute, he'll you know, organize the bingo games. He says all that. You shit. know how to do taxes, right? <laughs> I'm ten. Do them. <laughs> You know? Did you ever uh, have you ever done a eulogy? You ever I've eulogized? never done a eulogy, but I've done like a re- like I get to choose a passage, oh, a passage. from the Bible or something and read it. I bet you do. A, I bet you'd be good at eulogizing someone. I would. Yeah, you would. I've, I've, I've done given, it a few times. Yeah, I've given uh, two best man speeches. I think in my life. I've done a couple of those. So, hmm. I've done a. Uh, I didn't eulogize my mom as a little too young, but I did. I uh, did a eulogy for my dad, where mm. I actually like did a Hebrew, like read a Hebrew passage and explained the significance mm. of it all. And these rabbis, his co, his like rabbis at the congregation he was at, were all like totally impressed. Like they came over, like, "Wow, that was good. Mm. That was real good." It's like quoting some other mm. rabbi. 
I'm like, yeah, I know my shit. I can write a damn good eulogy. I don't remember what I chose, but it was just something like, you know. It's a Ronnie James Dio song? Yeah, it was a Ronnie James Dio <laughs> song. Yeah, no. It was just like, you know, and Gabriel blew his trumpet. And the putrefying flesh of the dead filled the air as they came up from the earth, for it was the day of judgment. And the souls were reunited with their putrefying bodies. I don't know what it was. Something like that. But it was just like it sounded sounded metal. (laughs) That sounds like a Ronnie James Dio lyric, though, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. uh, You never uh, uh, felt before. But it is something that I was able to navigate, and it is something I will have to deal with. And it's also uh, another reason to calm, because it is something that adults will have to deal with. It's been done. Death is a thing. And it is another, I guess, tick off of the old box. What But box? I figured I would start with the bad. Life box? And the yeah, life box. And try... <laughs> And go for a part two, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, it looks like there's a part two that he's going for. Uh, Hello, it's FM for the part two of the last call that I made regarding the funeral. Uh, I figured it wouldn't be that good to bum uh, people out with a negative. So uh, another thing that happened that actually is a decent uh, positive experience is that I got randomly invited to another movie. Uh, my first solo movie was the uh, Sonic movie, and I had found some people from what my he, college. What is, he, what, what is he talking about? <laughs> what is he talking about? His first solo movie? I guess what the first mean? movie he went to was the Sonic movie. But he said his first solo... What does that mean? He never went to the movies? Or he never went to the movies by himself? I don't think he ever went to the movies by himself, I think. Solo movie. Oh, okay. And it was uh, okay. Sonic. But this what was time, the first movie you ever saw by yourself? Uh, by myself? Mm-hmm. You know, actually, it was Casino. Ah, okay. Yeah, because uh, actually back then, I worked at a movie yeah. theater, so I could go see yeah. movies by myself. But I remember Casino yeah. was the first movie I ever just like, sat there by myself, watched. And For me, it was The Craft. Oh, The Craft? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did you just go by yourself so you could masturbate? I did not masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, interesting thing about the craft. You know, if mm-hmm. you walk up the street from where you live to that liquor store. Yeah, I know. Store, they have the witch store. The witch store is the right there store. next to that liquor yeah, yeah, store. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I never knew that until I was living there. I was dating yeah. a girl and we were walking by. And she goes, that's the store from the craft. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. It totally is. It's a good movie. Uh, uh, that being said, though, I love seeing movies by myself. I actually prefer it. Hmm. Because you could just yeah. go by yourself. You don't have to talk about it, the movie with anyone. You get high as fuck and just sit there and enjoy it. Yeah. I like that. Uh, for my uh, Photoshop work, they had thought it was interesting. So they had ended up uh, randomly calling me when they had requested my phone number. And I was the fifth wheel, I guess, in a group of four other... Uh, other people, uh, three I'm sorry, and... what Photoshop thing? <laughs> I get, so FM is really engaged in different social clubs and shit. So he's in a Photoshop club at mm. school. Mm-hmm. And so his group at the Photoshop club, they asked for his phone number 
mm. they invited him to a group movie, and he says he's the fifth wheel. So I'm assuming, what, what would that be, two couples and him? I'm assuming in any group he would refer to himself as the sixth wheel or the fourth wheel. or depending Just because he's group, outside of the how group. Big the group. Because he's FM. Yeah, that's true. Uh, depending on how big the group is. <laughs> so it probably has literally nothing ben, to do with anything. Going to see yeah. uh, The Invisible Man. In oh, Invisible Man. Uh, we went. He's recent. Uh, I went to, to see that with people too. Did you? Wait, were you the fifth wheel? I was the fourth wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I was the fourth, fourth wheel. wheel. Yeah, I went to the Alamo Draft House. Oh yeah, I still haven't been there. Only time I've ever been there. Yeah. It's like it's a hip theater downtown where they serve beer, right? That's right. That's the yeah. cool thing. Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, you get. Uh, it's expensive. Because you end up like drinking a bunch of shit, ordering it during the movie, and you just end up spending a fuck ton of money. But it's see, that's what, that's why I like to sneak my beer. I like to sneak my Miller Lite Tall Boy in there, put it in my pants. Right. It's cheaper. We had gotten one uh, back seats, and it was a relatively quiet theater. And uh, effectively, if I, if I can uh, be crass, we. Uh, Kind of uh, shit talked through the movie, I guess. Ooh, shit talked. Uh, we, uh, it wasn't good. really that good. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know where that was going. But I think, I actually think. be crass, I totally fingered this bitch or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like. <laughs> I, 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 I kind know. of feel proud here. Mm. I, I feel like a sense of pride. Like our, our boy mm. is growing up. And he's right. going out on his own, and he's you know mingling with the other teens, and they're they're yeah. shit talking during a movie. I'm glad I didn't end up sending him to a school for the feeble. <laughs> I'm I'm very glad you didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like my two dads here or something. Right. Anyway, uh, it uh, all people were crying and talking all throughout it before you asked. Crying at the Invisible Man. I don't recall that movie what? being much of a tearjerker. No, I don't think. It was. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right. Yeah, I don't recall that, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Actually, don't know why the other person was crying. We just thought it was weird, but I guess no one wanted to really discuss it. There was a couple arguing, and all of us were uh, uh, way, way, way too loud. But I figured I would at least say it because it was a, uh, it was a fun. Random uh, excursion into uh, into uh, a social situation. Did he Especially, just, wait. Did he say insurgents? Incursion, not oh, insurgents. Okay. You're, you're thinking about the Boogaloo. You think he's I joining am. up for the Civil War? I'm not I don't joining. Think FM's, I don't think FM's there yet. Okay, all right. <laughs> that was completely dropped on me without me having to plan. And I guess to finish my usual uh, two parties that I try, I want to try and force myself, like I said before, to go to a new situation. And so I'm planning, even in spite of this whole uh, virus thing, I am still planning on looking for a local uh, burlesque show. I am going to suggest that. And as an adult, you can sometimes go to those type of risque uh <laughs> gatherings and hopefully he makes it sound like he's like opie cunningham going to like the moose lodge strip club <laughs> where foxy yeah. roxy comes out with her balloons yeah 
<laughs> and then he sees his dad, Howard Cunningham, over there, and then he gets really embarrassed. <laughs> A burlesque show. Yeah. I, w- I was about to suggest you should go to a full-on strip club, like a deja vu, and get a lap dance. Don't you want to hear FM, like his experience getting a lap dance? I don't think he wants to do that. You don't think he would you know? do that? Let's not rush him into, you know? I think, Things okay, he, this is my yeah. personal opinion. Okay. I think you mother him too much. And I think yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, I think I want to let FM go free. I want to like, let, mm. let's let just take him out from under our wings and let him fly. Mm-hmm. It's like the R. Kelly song. I believe I can fly and right. pee on girls. Um, but no, I, I think he should, I think he should mm. get out there and do something that he's never done before. He's heading, if he burlesque show, that's one step under. That's like, those are burlesque performers or strippers who are too fat or too old to strip. Well, most, I mean, most young people in that, uh, in his, the area he's in, it, usually they, it's around that age when they decide, when they uh, decide they want to shoot up a supermarket. <laughs> no, actually, I guess you I know? don't want him to do that. But yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so, don't get so to, anything else is anything else is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't don't go to that yeah. extreme there, FM. Watch out who you're yeah. hanging out with. Uh-huh. I don't know about these shit talkers in the movie theater either. Seem like mm-hmm. some ne'er do wells. Yeah, like like when uh, born on the Fourth of July, when he starts hanging around with those nihilist cripples. Oh, the nihilist cripples. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh oh, that's a bad road to go down. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering yeah. about this crew that you have going on here, FM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can give a call showing that I stepped out of my uh, the comfort zone for more than five seconds. So uh, keep it sick, uh, keep it wrong, and thank you for listening. <laughs> Kudos to you, FM, for stepping out of your comfort zone and experiencing these things in life. However, I, I would feel, feel like horrible. a burlesque show is far outside of anyone's comfort zone. Yeah, that's If true. you're sitting at a burlesque show and you're comfortable with it, Something's gone wrong. God, I hate burlesque so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the only time I've ever had to deal with a burlesque show is because I'm going to get laid by a burlesque yes, dancer. Yes, that's why you do that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the only that. reason you go there. It's the same thing with going to an improv show. I will never mm-hmm. go to an improv show unless I'm going to get laid. That's right. You know, if, I, if there's a chick in there that, that could do it, I, I made that decree the last time I had to go to a fucking improv show. Mm-hmm. Awful. Even but, then, now, it's like... No. Uh, it's... That's a big yeah. ask for a friend yeah. to be yeah. like, come see my, my improv show. It's the last time that happened to me. I just had a panic attack and didn't go. <laughs> so, you know, good. Oh, that's yeah. the worst. I wonder if a lot of other people outside of like New York, Chicago and LA have to deal with that. Cause I never had to no. deal with that in San Francisco. Yeah. Being invited to someone's improv group. You never had to go to like a literary reading or anything? I did I did do that to get okay. laid. And yeah. I did do some stand-up. Like I had to go to people's stand-up sets. But I never really right. knew anyone that did improv. But mm-hmm. here, as soon as I moved here, it's like, and you go start dating, it's like, I have an improv show. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Because if you don't go, you're a dick. You know? So anyway, it's an awful thing to do. You know what people need to like when people make amateur porn, 
they should make sure that Bob's Burgers isn't on in the fucking background. You know? <laughs> or is it too distracting? Yeah, it's very distracting. Like, would you rather watch the episode than watch the porn? Uh, yeah, either one. You know, it's not that. Yeah, it's not that you can see it. It's that you hear it. So you're yeah, watching it, but then, then they have hear... Bob's Burgers on, and you're hearing it. In Bob's and... voice, I like that guy a lot. That actor, H. Yeah, John Benjamin. Yeah. But I don't want to hear that guy's voice when I'm watching porn, when I'm no. masturbating. No, no, I don't no, want to no. hear that. And you just need to me. be more aware of your surroundings. <laughs> you know. So. All right. Well, thank you, FM, for uh, that call. And kudos to you for stepping. Well, I guess it wasn't your fault that you had to deal with a funeral. But kudos to you for stepping out of your comfort zone and making friends, going to movies. Want to see what happens Yeah, and, next. Having, and being able to go out and not having to uh, plan everything. Look at that. Yeah. Or like running yeah. to the bathroom and crying into your popcorn. Did, right. Speaking of popcorn, did you try the popcorn trick? I doubt he did. I don't think he did. you'll do that when you're on a when you go see a movie with a girl one day yeah one day uh people can call signal hotline 323-522-4032 we did get one email to uh the gmail.com address here uh this came in from jen she writes shabbat shalom my jews i work in a covid icu and all of our patients Mm. are confirmed positive i can promise you it's no joke our census has doubled within a week we have patients in their 30s and 40s, knocking on death's door. Uh, most of our patients are elderly. They're almost 100% infected by their adult kids. Mm. Most of these patients will die. It's a reality. Uh, there are a few that will live to tell the tale, but there are devastating neurological, physiological, and psychological consequences from being in an ICU for an extended length of time. And almost all these patients are there for a minimum of a month. I've had COVID patients die within as little as three days of being admitted to ICU. You end up watching a lot of Law and Order, and that does have an effect. I think it does. That can have long-term effects. Prolonged exposure. If you watch more than four hours of Law and Order in one day. To SVU, something's going to happen. (laughs) She said we have to call the coroner every time because they keep tabs on COVID-related deaths as soon as someone dies in the ICU. She said, uh, there's an article recently about young people who are positive for COVID suffering strokes. Sadly, I can confirm this is true. I've seen it with my own eyes. Even in the best of circumstances, a stroke in a young person is devastated. Anywho, for the love of Christ, Satan, everything holy, please be safe. You can kill a susceptible person with COVID that you pass to them. I can't tell you how many false negative tests we get. The nasal swabs have a high, pretty high false negative rate. Is that how they test for it with nasal yeah, swabs? Yeah, they actually stick. Like a like a like a ancient Egyptian embalmer, they stick um, a swab up your nose into your brain. Jesus Christ! My mom how had far? the test done recently. Yeah, she was like, "It's horrible." I've read that uh, at Kaiser, yeah. you just do it in your car, and they come out with this thing and just jam it up your nose. Right. Sure. What What about like spit or under your tongue or something? Like, I, they... look, I don't know. Jesus don't fucking know Christ! I'm not going to do that. No, it's, it's uh, you know. She know. said the most accurate test is by testing sputum, but most of the time we can only get a sputum Sp- sample if the patient's already intubated on a ventilator. So keep it safe, keep it wrong, and above all, uh, all else, keep it safe. You don't want to spend your last days rotting in an ICU bed where your family isn't even allowed to see you before you pass. Jen. Well, there's a morbid note. Thank you, Jen. Yeah. Jesus, Hashtag- bringing the show down. 
Hashtag quarantine. Yeah, quarantine going on there. But uh, that's right. I mean, that's the struggle's real. Like she's she's proven to the Boogaloo boys that it's not a hoax. So, uh, yep. people support the show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. We do appreciate all the support and appreciate everybody actually for uh, donating the show, keeping us going. Um, and we try to return, you know, the favor uh, by uh, producing extra content. So you just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. You get an extra news story every week. You get some extra phone calls. Uh, this week, Harrison was particularly disgusted by one of the phone calls um, from a listener who went to a festival and ended up having a nasty mm. bout of diarrhea. Okay. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was gross. You don't want to relive that again. Um, but anyway, you can experience that by listening to uh, our, our calls that we put out for Patreon. So just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today and get all that bonus content. Um, and also, once you get on Patreon, you can have access to the Discord, which uh, seems to be thriving these days. Yes. Um, moving on, did you know that Fred Willard died a couple of days ago? I did ago? hear that. <clears throat> I just want to give a quick rest in peace to Fred Willard. I always appreciated that guy. Sure, yeah. Um, Did you ever see, what was that show, Fernwood Tonight? Did you ever see Fernwood Tonight? I don't think so, no. Oh, it's good. It's like a postmodern kind of take on a talk show that he did. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like uh, what Gary Shandling's, uh, what was that show he did about the talk show? Larry Sanders. Similar to Larry Sanders, but Fernwood Tonight was like set in, was in the 70s. Um, But Fred Willard, I mean, he was in This Is Spinal Tap, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, Mighty Wind. Um, He died uh, just a couple days ago at the age of 86. Um, His Hmm. daughter said he passed peacefully from natural causes, not from the COVID. But you you might... They made a show about, you know, those like those Talking Dead shows, you know Uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah. They made a show. Nerdist Dickhead? Called that. It was like one of those shows, but it was about a fake show. Wait, it was a. It was hosted talking, by. It was like a it talking was dead show about Wonder a Years show. guy. What's oh, Fred his name? Savage? Fred Savage, yeah. God, I don't think it, I've ever seen it. It lasted like half a season or something, but it was like, it was about. It was an after show about a fake show. Oh, that sounds so terrible. Just saying it makes me hurt inside. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Do you remember in 2012 when Fred Willard was arrested for lewd conduct? At the uh, Tiki Adult Theater. Is that still around? Yeah, I think it's it's on Santa Monica. I mean, it's shut down now, but it's called the Tiki Theater. It's not actually that far mm. from where either one of us live. Um, mm. But he was there, and he walked in, and he was caught with his pants down, penis yeah. ex- exposed in hand. And uh, I guess as for the movie he was watching, there are three flicks in rotation at the theater. Follow Me Too a triple X parody of the client list and stepdad number two. I don't know either one of those. However, he he was in good spirits when he was, uh, I remember he was on, I don't know if it was on uh, that, what's that guy, the late, late show or something where they're asking him about it. And he was like, well, what else are you supposed to do in those theaters? Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've never understood that. I've never understood that. Yeah. What, are you, what is even the point of anything? <laughs> exactly. Why, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're there to fucking get off. So what's, mm. what's the big deal? Yeah. Anyway, arrest and you bet peace. you should bet your fucking ass they don't got Bob's Burgers on in the background. Unless there's a porno version. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, rest in peace, Fred Willard. You'll be missed. Also, another person who died uh, this past week was uh, Florian Schneider um, from the uh, the band Kraftwerk. He's one of the co-founders. Died at the age of 73. Um, You know that guy for over 30 years? He produced the group's albums with fellow founder Ralph Hooter. Um, but they, you know, for, for, 33, for 30 years, that, that band uh, was around. Apparently, he died from cancer just for his 73rd birthday. Uh, but Kraftwerk was incredibly influential. Um, you ever get into them? Not really, no. Ah, I always like that band. A lot of their music's instrumental, and a lot of their songs are really long, so I was trying to find something that was a little shorter And it's weird, because I, I like, like, magma and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you like can, yeah. and you like a lot of Prague, uh, German Prague. Yep. But I'm yeah, Krautrock guy, but oh, Krautrock, never, yeah, never yeah. got into them. Never got into them. Oh, I like Kraftwerk. Man Machine's mm-hmm. a great record, if you ever can get into them. And Autobahn's an excellent album as well. Um, but yeah, and their stage shows are great because they were like very dystopic type of doing like mechanical robot figures playing. I did, I did get to see him at the Walt Disney Theater a few years ago. It was pretty amazing. Anyway, we're going to end the show here with a song called Antenna uh, from their album Radioactivity, which is their fifth record. came out in 75. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 740. Till then, take a sleazy.
it is it is an odd thing you know Licking that was ass. my eating ass yeah <laughs> that, that was my initial um, i think it's funny you know, that it's so popular now yeah I mean, I, I was doing it back in the day. <laughs> you know, my barrier to entry was, was yeah, it revolved around that idea. Yeah, uh, I don't mind doing it. I think it's hot, but it has to be like yeah. after a shower where everything's clean. Right. You know, I'm not like going in there after a long road trip, you know? I actually got like bullied into it. And I'm really? glad I did, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did she De say? She's like, Deathy was like, you've never done it? what are you fucking stupid puritan yeah yeah and and i was like what this isn't helping you know like um and i really got pressured into it and then i'm like oh okay well, a lot of girls really like it but i've noticed i've licked assholes forever and i think it's super hot i always have but uh i don't like it the reverse i don't like my ass being licked at all no I find it, I get very self-conscious if it's gross. I had that is a problem. The self-conscious. Yeah. Yeah. I, on mine, but on hers, I'll fucking stick my tongue right up her asshole. Yeah. I don't give, give a shit. Right. I think it's hot. Yeah. But the other sure. way around, I'm not down with it. Right. Not that it's a Puritan thing. I think it's just, I just feel unclean or something. Unclean. Like a Jew with pork. 